So we are going to be continuing on, on the, the subject what we started last night. What if the mountains won't move? And uh, we were reading from Romans chapter 15. And uh, I really believe that the Father is going to move in a mighty way. You know, yesterday when I sat down, I just felt like I was done. I didn't feel like I had anything to give. I was just worn out, exhausted <laughs> from a long day in the spirit. Welcome, Barbara. Good to see you. And uh, Melinda, good to see you in Florida. Thanks for joining. <laughs> We've got Kenny Russell joining us as well. Are you in Texas, Kenny? I think you're in Texas, yeah? Thanks for joining with us. We've got Esther Morning in, uh, is it Brisbane, uh, Australia? Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Hallelujah. So like I was saying yesterday, it was an interesting time. I just, you know, I was I was hearing the word of Yehovah. He was giving me the word he was telling me what he wanted me to share, but my flesh wanted to, oh, let's just do this another day. Let's just have some time off. Let's just uh, not do anything right now. I just don't feel like I've got any strength. I feel like I've given my everything all day in ministry and just pressing in and counseling. And, uh, you know, that's where I felt. But, you know, where his word speaks where the father speaks he brings strength and he brings endurance and uh anyway what a blessed night it was uh welcome michelle good to see you kenny russell says he is in texas excellent thanks for joining with us shalom shalom we've got jerry joining with us in massachusetts and boston thanks for joining with us jerry good to have you with us tonight barbara in philadelphia good to see you barbara hope you're doing well Hallelujah. Um, just want to share a, a praise report I just got in. Um, let me just bring it up here. We've been praying for a woman in the name of Debbie. Uh, she was in uh, intensive care, uh, trying to breathe on a ventilator in Scotland, really struggling. We've been pressing in and praying for her healing and deliverance i just got a message from mary grant in, in glasgow area or not glasgow area i'm trying to think where she is on the borders um debbie's out of itu intensive care unit and is on a ward now she is walking with two sticks and is doing really well praise yahovah hallelujah thank you father father we know many people are going through tough times right now there is um family members who are suffering with this coronavirus and we want to come against this coronavirus in Yeshua's name and we just want to speak protection over our lives and over our families and if we've got friends or families that are suffering then we want to stand in the gap and listen prayer is powerful don't give up and you know even praying for strangers it's okay to pray for strangers you know, sometimes the Father will wake you up in the middle of the night and have you praying for someone <laughs> you don't even know. You might not even know them at all. Or you might just know them a little. But just respond to what the Holy Spirit is saying when he calls you to prayer. You know, there's so much going on in the nations of the world. We're not just dealing with, uh, you know, with the coronavirus. Look at what's going on in America right now uh, with the murder of that uh, uh, gentleman by the policeman and you know the rioting and everything that's going on is terrible but what is the answer the answer 
is not that we're trying to find a solution to the problem. Look, there's corruption everywhere. Why? Because the enemy is at work. So if people are not fixed on who Yeshua is, we are always going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem because the enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for who he, who, whom he, way he will des- devour. <laughs> Trying to get the words out. Hallelujah. All right, we've got Shelly in uh, Australia. Welcome. We've got Lola in Florida, USA. We've got Russell tuning in in Liverpool in the UK. Good to talk to you tonight as well, Russell. Blessings to you. Um, Kenny's in Corpus Christi. Uh, Excellent. That's great. Good to know where you're from. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Okay. We've got Melinda joining as well. Shalom, shalom. Good to see you, Melinda. Thanks for joining with us. So I hope you were blessed with last night for those who uh, were tuning in. What if the mountains won't move? How are we going to respond? Do we ever get to the place where we feel like, oh, I can't take it anymore? Oh, is God failing you? Is he really failing us or is he preparing us? Uh, I just want to read the scripture from Romans chapter 15 because, you know, this this uh, chapter, you know, from verse 1 to verse 13, I just want to encourage you uh, just to press in, really on the whole chapter, just press in um, in your time of devotion. You know, this is the time we come together, but I hope this is not the only time that you are pressing in. I hope that you live a lifestyle of being pressed, uh, of being pressed into uh, the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to read from Romans 15. Uh, before I do, I just want to just take a moment. And uh, Father, we need you. Father, we know that, you know, life is not always easy. And sometimes when we're going through tough times, the enemy wants to condemn us and wants to tell us, who do you think you are? You're going through tough times. Obviously, you're not blessed. Obviously, you're out of God's will. You're not doing things right. But Father, we want to fix our eyes on Yeshua. We want to fix our eyes on the scriptures. And tonight, though the mountains won't move, we know that you are there. And I want uh, the strategy of the Spirit so that we can truly see spiritual endurance, that you will equip us and raise up the army of Yehovah that will not operate in a spirit of offense. We break the spirit of offense in Yeshua's name. What do we declare? We declare that we have immunity to trauma. So all the things the enemy puts against us to destroy our faith, to stop us in our tracks. No, we choose to praise. We choose to bless Yehovah in every circumstance and everything that we face. Because, Father, we trust you that you know the end from the beginning. And if you can write from Genesis to Revelation, you can always you can tell us the end already before we even get there, then we've got every reason to trust and praise your name over our lives. So, Father, we commit this time to you. I pray, Father, that you will establish your body, Father, in the nations who will rise up and move in the boldness of Yehovah to be effective for kingdom uh, purposes, 
For time is short, yes, it's short, but there is an opportunity that we have right now to proclaim the truth. And there's so many people without hope. There's so many people who are broken. And Father, we just pray that this message will go out as a lifeline to encourage those who are in the place of despair. But let it also be a message of training for those who are being equipped. Because you know you've fallen over in times past. But let's be equipped as we go forward so we are not always tripping over uh, our understanding or, or the understanding of the word or the understanding of Yahovah. So we break false doctrines in Yeshua's name. We're not going to follow the spirit of religion, but we want to walk in the truth of Yehovah. So, Father, we call on you. We need you. Equip us tonight, we pray in Yeshua's name. We give our lives to you. We lay our lives down before you. We need you. But more than anything, we need to be spiritually alert so that we will not be overtaken by the assignments of the enemy. So, Father, we worship you. We proclaim that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome, Keith. Good to see you in Liverpool. How are you doing, brother? Thanks for joining with us. Yes, thank you, Father. All right, so look, this is a great opportunity uh, to share. Uh, just hit your share buttons. <coughs> if you're watching on uh, YouTube or uh, Facebook, then we encourage you uh, just to share with others. Um, you know, this is how we can evangelize and how we can reach out, is just to get the message out there to communicate the gospel of the kingdom because we know we live in a day where people are suffering. They're losing connection with the hope that is established in the scripture, the hope of the promise. Hallelujah. So anyway, I did say we're going to read from Romans chapter 15, and let's just go there because, you know, these uh, first few verses are so important. It says in verse 1, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. So instead of looking down on people and thinking, you know, what do you think you're going through? You know, you need to rise up. No, what we've got to do is we've got to minister. We've got to be there and be in support of those in tough places. That's what leadership is all about. What are we looking for? For people to stand up and to lead with the spirit of truth, to walk in the ways of Yahovah and not compromise in our lives, but to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. This is one of the biggest hindrances we have. The biggest hindrances we, we, we have is self uh, um, worship, where you're trying to please yourself. You know, we're brought up in a world that's telling you, you look after number one, and then looking after number one, you can then look after others. But listen, what we have to do is surrender ourselves before the Father, present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing before the King of Kings. Holy and pleasing to Him. This is our spiritual act of worship. Yes, we worship you, Father. But you've got to get yourself out. You've got to stop being self-conscious over everything. You know, if I was self-conscious, would I ever preach the gospel, you know? 
sometimes you listen back you, and you're listening to a message you're teaching and you, you've, you've got all sorts of criticism over your voice, over the things you say. You know, we'll always find ways to push ourselves down, but we don't need to lift ourselves up. We're not trying to uh, become awesome. We want Yeshua to be glorified. Our job is to make him famous. We need Yeshua to be famous in and through our lives. Welcome, B. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us tonight. Uh, we've got Vicky as well in Texas. Did I say hi to you? Maybe I did, Vicky. I, maybe I'm just losing it a little. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a blessing. It's great that people can just keep coming in through the message. And Father, we pray that you know the right people will show up in this live message, this live broadcast right now. You know, we ask, Father, that you will rescue the brokenhearted. Come on, let's call out, let's intercede. Father, we call out to those who are in need. Father, let people tune in right now who need hope. Let people connect and just click on this feed right now for salvation to come, for deliverance to come in Yeshua's name. We have got to see Father, we have got to see your glory manifest in the earth. Hallelujah. Verse 2 of Romans chapter 15. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. So we should always be looking out for the needs of others. Hallelujah. For even Messiah did not please himself. You know, he didn't lift himself up and say, Well, don't you know who I am? I'm the Messiah. You know, just serve me. No, he came to serve. He put that towel around his waist and he washed the disciples' feet. And what did he say? You know, this is this is how I want you to act. We must be imitators of who the Messiah is. Hallelujah. All right. For even Messiah did not please himself, but it is written, the insults of those who insulted you have fallen on me. That's Psalm 69, verse 9. Um, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scripture, we might have hope. So last night, we really pressed in in the area of endurance. We really pressed in and we said, come on, even in the midst of tiredness, even in the midst of exhaustion, you know, can there, can you receive the life of the Spirit? Can He revitalize you? Can He lift you up in the midst of what you go through? I love what Sharon had on the comments. I don't know if she said it live or if it was later. She said, you know, you can't pick yourself up with your own bootstrings, your own bootstraps, you know, your shoelaces. Yes, that's right. We need you, Yeshua. We need you to lift us up and help us in the midst of the things that we are going through. So we're dealing with endurance. We're dealing with pressing forward. And I just want to put the point over of what we're looking at in endurance. We're talking about uh, pressing through long periods of time. And sometimes we experience this in prayer. Father, where is the answer in the midst of things that we are praying for? And, you know, we want everything instantly. You know, you want to, you know, some of you might use a microwave. I haven't used a microwave for years apart from, you know, heating up heat pads or, you know, for storage, you know. But, you know, we want things instant. We want instant coffee. We want instant food. We want fast food takeaways 
instant, you know, you, you want to go online, find everything in a second. But when it comes to prayer and when it comes to walking in this journey, life is just not like that. Yes, we get the opportunity where sometimes those suddenlies come along and hallelujah, what a blessing, you know. But what I'm saying today is we want to lay a foundation of prayer to see victory. You know, don't give up in the place of prayer. Keep pressing in and through all of it, rejoice, rejoice. What if the mountains won't move? Will you praise them? What if the mountains aren't moving? If they won't move, what are you going to do? We need endurance because it's time to overcome the mountains set before us. For the Father will make a way. You might start climbing that mountain. And I love that scripture where the valleys will be raised up. The mountains will come down. The rough places will be smooth. And what are we talking about? The highway of Yehovah. <coughs> Our God will make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah. John, welcome. Good to see you in the UK. Thanks for joining with us. Yeah, we press forward. We press forward in victory in Messiah. So what do we need? We need endurance and we need encouragement from the scriptures. And I want to share a few things on encouragement tonight. You know, I've got a feeling that we're going to hang out here most of this week on this subject so that we can overcome and see the victory in Messiah. But, uh, you know, if you are in a place where you feel like the very things that you believe that God has given you, you're not seeing them come to pass. It's like your whole world is crushing around you. I want to just, you know, get some key things delivered directly into your heart from the Holy Spirit that will lift you up and take you out of despair and bring transformation to your life. You know, it's always when we're looking at ourselves that we feel self-conscious, we feel let down, and, and you know, you start beating your flesh up. But let me tell you something, when you're walking in the Spirit, it's not about your flesh. It's not about who you think you are, or what other people think you are. It's about what He says you are. That's who you are. Gideon, you mighty man of war. Gideon looks at the Messiah, the angel of the Lord. What does he say? You know, you've got the wrong address. You know, your GPS is out. You need to get ways installed. <laughs> you know, you mighty man of valor, you mighty man of war. This is not who I am. I'm the least of the least of the leasters. You know, you can't get any more least than me. That was Gideon's response. But when he took hold of the promise of Yahovah, of the authority of Yehovah, of the identity of what Yehovah said he was, everything changed. It didn't just change him. It didn't just change his family. It changed his nation. It changed the nations of the world. And guess what? The least of the leasters, Mr. Gideon, the works that he did are changing people's lives today. Hallelujah. So when we walk in the promises of Yehovah, when we take hold of the word of Yehovah and we proclaim his word to this generation, it's not just going to change your life. It's not just going to change those around you, but it's going to cause, uh, you know, a samani to take place in the nations of the world. And that's what we need to bring the purity of the truth 
the encouragement of the scripture, the reality that Yeshua has come. He has died. He has risen again. He's paid the price so you can walk in freedom. So who does he say you are? So who are you in Messiah? In the book of Proverbs chapter 13, let's just turn there. Proverbs chapter 13. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. So what do we do? How do we continue to trust God when you're in the place of deferred hope? How do you get out of there? You know, how do you get delivered from deferred hope? Well, the first way we get delivered from deferred hope is we look at what's coming out of your mouth. What are you saying? Are you bitter? Are you distrusting? Are you resentful towards God? Every time you you have those thoughts and, and you speak uh, anger against God, do you know what you're doing? You're putting yourself above the forgiveness of God. You cannot be released until you humble yourself. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So we've got to get our hearts set back on the promise we've got to get to that place where we recognize you know father you can do it what are you facing have you been in the place of betrayal have you been in the place where you've been so let down the people that you love and and you care for and the way they've treated you the way they've acted towards you if this is how they're working how can there be a god if this is how people are responding how can god be real if they are meant to be people who are trusting god yet they're they're acting you know so bad with so much uh, malice and evil and resentfulness how can they be of god where is god in the midst of this Where is God in my relationships? Where is God in the things that I'm going through? The disappointments, the breakdowns. You feel like you're spending more time in the wilderness than you are in the presence of joy and worshiping Yehovah. You know, we're on a journey. Life is a journey. And sometimes we're stuck in the wilderness for so long because of our unbelief because of what's going on within our hearts but I want to speak to those who are genuinely hurt because of what other people have done to you and I just have a word for you take your eyes off of who they are and fix your eyes on Yeshua take your eyes off of who they are and fix your eyes on Yeshua because you can't trust man man will let you down how is it you see The couple with the amazing relationship, you think, man, they have a perfect relationship with God, perfect relationship with other, then all of a sudden things crumble and crash and fall down. So where is God in the midst of that? How can those things happen? Did God fail? Did did he not, you know, did he not give us enough power, enough authority to overcome life's challenges? He did. You know, he is there for us. He gave us everything that we need to stand, everything that we need 
for breakthrough. He is right there with us. He's there. So what are you going through? You know, where is uh, where are your eyes in the midst of all of the challenges? Are your eyes fixed on who, on who he is? Or are we trying to work things out in our own understanding? We need to know how to trust God when we feel like he has just left us. He's, where is God in the midst of this? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. So in Romans chapter 15, what do we see? We see endurance and encouragement come hand in hand together. We need them both to come together. So we need to endure. We need to press through. You know, don't give up. You're on the brink of the miracle. You know, how many times have I seen the promises of Yehovah? You know, in our in our understanding, it's like, God, you're late. But in reality, when we look back and we see all the events of the things that we've gone through and the lessons that we've learned in the process, we realize Yehovah was not late. He was testing, will you trust me? You know, I shared with many people uh, on quite a number of occasions, the time when uh, Haley and I had to get our truck fixed up in the UK because the father said we had a ministry we're going to take around the UK and we had to get things fixed up and uh, the bill was a thousand dollars at that time, a couple of thousand, uh, a couple of thousand dollars, a thousand pounds. And we just lived by faith, walked by faith. The father said, put the truck in, have all the repairs done. Then the garage calls up and says, your truck's ready, come and pick it up. I'm like, hallelujah. Okay, how much is it? Told me how much it was. I said, okay. And I went to the place of prayer. I said, Father, the truck's ready. This is how much money we need. And, um, you know, I'm just waiting. Okay, the the funds are going to come in. Well, guess what? The funds didn't come in. They didn't come in after one day, two days, three days. Then the garage owner calls me up and says, hey, I thought you are coming to collect your truck. I said, oh. I said, I'm just waiting for the money to come in. The money is already promised, but it's not here yet. I'm just waiting. He said, oh, no problem. You know, just whenever you got it, just come on down, collect your truck. That's fine. So anyway, you know, a week goes by and still no money. So Haley and I, we move into a place of intercessory prayer and we spend the whole day fasting and praying and declaring in the spirit. And we get to about 5 o'clock in the afternoon and we both clearly hear the word of Yehovah. It's done. It's complete. It's finished. You've got the resources. You've got the finances. It's all settled. We're like, hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. We're running around the house rejoicing. Yeah. And we're just worshiping. And, you know, the neighbors would have thought, how crazy are these people? What's going on in their life? But, you know, this is how you live your life by faith. When the Father speaks, when he gives you the answer, praise him in the midst of it. Praise him. Don't allow the enemy to steal your joy. Don't allow the enemy to uh, remove the hope from your life that's been placed there by the Father. The only person who can lock up your hope is you. We have the authority in the Spirit to worship. We are not going to move into doubt and unbelief. We're going to stand upon the promises of Yehovah. So anyway, we rejoice, we rejoice. We're sitting there waiting. I get another call from the garage. I said, listen, don't worry about it. There's a delay in the funds coming. 
but they're promised they are coming everything's going to be fine well let me tell you something for three months for 12 weeks with no truck Haley and I had to stand in the place of belief that the Father knows and He is our provider. We never let go of who He was. We never doubted His promise. We know His word. We know what He has called us to do. And through that 12 weeks, we praised Him. We rejoiced in Him. We knew that His hand was on our life and He will make a way where there seems to be no way. And what were we doing? We were taking a walk up a mountain. We were on rough grounds, hard places. And what's the enemy saying? Go on, doubt God. Go on. He's not faithful. He can't do it. He can't carry you through. He can't make a way. Climb that mountain. Climb that mountain. We are going to walk into the promises of Yehovah and see the victory in Yehovah. Climb that mountain. Endure. Press forward. Pay the price to see the victory of Yehovah established within your life. Don't give up. Don't give up. We've got to get to that place where we recognize that He is able. And it doesn't matter what we face in this realm. He is able. You know, I loved uh, uh, the the book of Habakkuk. Um, Terry Law, a minister that uh, came to Wales a number of years ago, many years ago, man, he preached a, a message uh, from the book of Habakkuk, and it was it was powerful what he shared. And you know, one thing the Father's always instilled in me: it doesn't matter what you face, you praise, you praise. Uh, you know. Blessed be your name. You give and take away. But blessed be your name. Will you bless his name? If you will learn how to bless his name in the toughest places, in the hardest places, if you will bless his name from that place, you know, you will be in a place where the devil has no hold. He will not be able to destroy you. He won't be able to trod you down. You will always come to the place of victory. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17, it says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there's no grapes on the vine. Though the olive crops fail and the fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. You know, you can't get any worse. How many areas are we covering? All of the produce, everything that we need for survival. Nothing's happening. Though the fig tree does not bud. No, there's no grapes on the vine. Though the olive crop fails. Oh, we had hope and the olives coming through. And they fail. And the fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in Yehovah. I will be joyful in Elohim, my Savior. Yet, yet, such an important word it doesn't matter what you're going through it doesn't matter what you face it doesn't matter we are called to be 
thankful. We are called to press in. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Sometimes in the toughest places, what you need to do is just get lost in the place of worship and just play some music, get into the presence of Yahovah, even if you're you're just outstretched before the Father on the floor. In thankfulness and praise and Father, I know you haven't abandoned me. I know that you are there. <laughs> and even if everything is failing in the midst of this coronavirus and, you know, how is it some people are being blessed? How is it some people are getting government aid? Some people are getting helped and, and yet you're not getting help and you're, how, how are you going to get through this? How are you going to get through this? You're going to get through this from the place of rejoicing. We have got to rejoice. We've got to be joyful in Yehovah. We've got to praise his name. It takes endurance. It takes effort. It's not natural to praise in the midst of despair. Why? Because what do you want to do? You want to move into mourning. You want to, oh, you know, life is hard. Life is tough. And listen, if you just spend all your time like Eeyore just rehearsing all the problems, you're not going to change anything. You're just going to live in a place of misery. But if you will draw a line and say, that's that's the old, that's behind me. This is, I'm going to change my attitude. I'm going to change my approach. And I'm going to praise you, Yehovah. I'm going to praise you. I wrote down a couple of notes when I was out walking the dog tonight and just praising and rejoicing and Oh, maybe I put uh, something in here. Yeah. Listen, we've got to start looking at things in the way of the Spirit and start seeing things as He sees them. And, you know, I love the scripture in Matthew chapter 14. What verse is it? We talked yesterday about the feeding of the 5,000, you know. Um what a miraculous time. What a stand the disciples had to make when they told everyone to go sit down. And in that chapter, in Matthew chapter 14, you know, that, that's where it talks about it. Um, you know, and just at the end of that story and after, you know, the high. Can you imagine five little loaves and two little fish and you're getting everybody to sit down because you have confidence in the person you handed Everything that you had too. Five little loaves and two little fish. And now a multitude is about to be fed. You know? If the disciples didn't believe it, they would have just folded their arms and sat back and thought, you know what, Yeshua? You've just stepped over the line. This is one step too far. There is no way. <laughs> there is no way those five little loaves and two little fish is going to feed this multitude. But that's not what they did. What did they do? They believed Yehovah and they prepared the people to receive the meal. Hallelujah. Tell them to sit down. He took the five little loaves and two little fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Then he gave it to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the people. We are called to be carriers of the truth of the provision of Yehovah. God has a way in your situation. And listen, 
you know, I spend my time looking up to heaven and proclaiming the promises. We are called to follow after Yeshua. I'm not just looking up to heaven, asking him to meet my needs. No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm looking up to heaven and saying, Father, will you bring forth your provision so we can share the blessings of your glory. We can share the things we receive from you and we can we can uh, distribute it out to this generation so that hope that's deferred can be released so that people can rise up and recognize the promise on how we are called to walk and walk in the victory. And at the end, they all ate and were satisfied the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. What a miraculous miracle. It didn't just meet the need. It was abundance. Hallelujah. It was abundance. The number of those who were fed were about 5,000 men, aside women and children. Immediately, Yeshua made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Now, that's interesting. Immediately. He didn't wait, you know. It's like, get up, you know, go right now. He's just fed 5,000 and women and children. And then Yeshua said he dismissed the, the crowd. And after he dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. He went up in the mountainside by himself to pray. You know, look, everyone was looking at it as an incredible miracle. They were all so excited about what was taking place. But what was going on in Yeshua's heart? Why did he not jump in the boat and just go to the other side so they could all just have a praise party? Why did that not happen? That's not what was taking place. He went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. He went in to press in. Did the people really desire the, the food from heaven? Did they really desire the words of life or did they just want to receive physical provision did they just want to get excited because their bellies were filled did they desire the very deep things of Yehovah when evening came he was there alone but the boat was already a considerable distance from the land buffeted by the waves because of the wind that was against them during the fourth watch of the night, Yeshua went out to them walking on the lake. You know, the disciples must have been in a high. You know, after witnessing what Yeshua did. Yes, he's the son of Elohim. Look at what he is doing. This is amazing. But now here he comes walking on the water and they're terrified. <laughs> it's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear. What's happening to us? But Yeshua immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter, you know, he's on fire. He's on fire with what happens. He's like, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. 
Why? Because he recognized it's not just about trying to follow Yeshua. You need the instructions from the Messiah. You need to hear his voice. That's why we wait to receive power from on high. Don't leave until you receive power from on high. Well, listen, we've gone through the preparations. We've gone through the the spring feasts. Hallelujah. We are being equipped. We are being empowered from on high. Now we have the authority of the Spirit, and we want to walk out in the power of Yahovah. So what does Yeshua say to Peter? He says, Bo. He says, Come, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat. He walked on the water and came to, towards Yeshua. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Yeshua reached out his hand and caught him. And he said, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? You of little faith. And, you know, when I was thinking about this scripture as I was walking, there was a couple of notes I just wrote down. You know, one of the things I saw is, you know, as we are dealing with... What if the mountain won't move if we're dealing with the challenges of life and our walk and the enemy wants to beat you up. He wants you to stop. He doesn't want you to move forward. He wants you to deny Yeshua. He wants you to come to the place and say, yeah, you've got religion. God's not real. If he was real, he would have come through before now. Are we looking at our own circumstances and thinking that the way that we see the breakthrough is by trying to fix ourselves. When Peter was walking on water, the problem was not overcoming the storm. And that's what all our self-help books want to do. How to help you overcome the storm. We want to help you be the better you. <laughs> you know, and look, all those things can be encouraging. But if they take the place of who Yeshua is, then all you're doing is just walking in the systems of this world, trying to be the better you. No, what do we need to do? We're not trying to overcome the storm. That's the wrong emphasis. We want to be doing what? Keeping our eyes on Yeshua. So what's the, the solution? The solution to the breakthrough, the, the solution for walking through life storms. The solution for going on in his kingdom. The solution on taking another step in the path that the Father has called you is not having the ability to overcome storms. It's having the ability to keep your eyes fixed on him. Fix your eyes on Yeshua. Come on, lift up your eyes. What did Yeshua do when he broke the bread? He looked up to heaven and he knew his Father was able he knew the provision was going to come that would feed a multitude. And Yeshua said to Peter, You of little faith, you lack faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? You know, we can get so excited about the great things that the Father's doing. Hallelujah, he fed the 5,000. We didn't, we didn't lose faith in preparing all the people to receive this tiny little crumb from five little loaves and two fish. No, they ate. They were fulfilled. They had plenty. And then Peter couldn't even have faith. 
to walk on the water. Well, it's not about his faith. It's about fixing your eyes on Yeshua. So what are you looking at tonight? What are you looking at today? Come on. We've got to get to that place where we will fix our eyes on him. Fix your eyes on Yeshua. He's the one that we rely upon. He's the one. We have got to fix our eyes on him. And last night we talked about the book of Hebrews. And, you know, we're, we're going to get there. I'm not going to read that tonight. You know, we're probably going to have a, a night where we're going to just hang out in Hebrews chapter 12. You know, but we have got to get to the place where in difficult circumstances, in pressures, it doesn't matter what you face, in loss, in betrayal, fix your eyes on Yeshua. Fix your eyes on Yeshua. Everyone's trying to get to the place where they think, uh, you know, if I'm blessed in everything that I do, then people are going to look at me and say, look what God's doing in that person's life. You know, I'm so blessed, you know. I'm seeing all the manifestations of the blessings. You know, look at Job. You know, he was righteous. And then there's the enemy. He comes around and, you know, Yahweh says, Have you considered my servant Job? <laughs> well, you know, I don't need to consider him. He's got a hedge of protection around him. He's all protected. And what did the father want to do? He wanted to show what was in the heart. And what's in your heart? You don't know what's in your heart until you face tough times. Are we enduring in the journey of faith? Are we taking encouragement from the scriptures? Are we taking hold of the word of Yahovah so that it makes a difference within our life? You have the ability to overcome. You've got the ability to overcome. Why? Because we have the scriptures. And what does the, the fact of having the scriptures, what does that do for us? We have we have a painting. You know, when Lola did that painting of beauty for ashes, it was so powerful. Why? She was painting her testimony. She was releasing her testimony. And we have the encouragement from the scriptures. And as we look at the scriptures, what do we see? We see the bigger picture. But when you're looking at what you're going through, oh, you know, uh, yeah, you want to pray for me. You just don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. You can't relate to me. Listen, we serve a God who relates to you in every way. He knows what you're going through. But stop looking at the small picture. Stop looking at how you're trying to fix yourself. And let's fix your eyes on the Messiah. Hallelujah. He is the offer and the finisher of our faith. No, oh, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged because we need him. We need him. We have got to get to the place where we do what? We call on his name. You know, this is what Peter did. You know, he wasn't sinking, going, oh, I'm, oh, I hate Yeshua now. I'm out here walking on water. Now I'm sinking. God's not real. He's not real because if he was real, I'd be walking on water. He's not real. So the problem's not with God. The problem's not with Messiah. The problem's with your unbelief. It's your doubt. That's where the problem is. But what was Peter's blessing in the midst of this? When he was sinking, he got the right message. He didn't get offense and say, Jesus, I hate you. You're killing me. 
You step me out, I take a few steps, now I'm sinking. He cried out, Lord, save me. And maybe you're watching tonight, and this is what you need to cry out. You know, are you in that place of despair where you can't go any further? You can't take it another moment. There's nothing you can do. You, you just feel like you're spent. And, you know, one of the reasons why I broadcast last night, I had no strength in the flesh. I didn't even think I had the ability to minister for, even for 10 minutes. And even in the midst of it, the Father said, you will persevere you will endure press forward and watch what I'm going to do you want to see the miracle you want to see the victory you want to see the blessing then call on my name save me Yeshua you are my salvation save me you are my salvation save me I need you and what's Yeshua going to do when he brings us out of the depths, when he brings us out of the place of trouble? He's going to show us where we've gone wrong. You have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, verse 32 of Matthew chapter 14, the wind died down. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The whole reason the wind was there was for the test of faith. Oh, you know, why can't it just all be beautiful and sunny and clear in our faith journey? You know, I just want to wake up in the morning and just declare the promises and listen to the birds singing and everything's so amazing and walk out the front door and everything's just going to be so beautiful and perfect. And there's a storm. There's the wind. You're having to endure. You're rowing the boat. You can't have the sails up. Why? Because the wind's so strong. You've got to fight against the wind, you know. And in the Galilee back then, you know, they had an oar. They had to get on with it. So in the fourth watch of the night, what are they doing? They are rowing and going very slowly. Have you ever been on a boat and they've got all the engines going and they're hardly taking any ground? I was coming back from... Uh, Ireland one year many years ago with Haley and Hannah was a baby so it's 22 years ago and um, you know we, we we are in this huge storm and we've got to get from Galway in the northwest of Ireland all the way down to the the ferry boat to sail to Wales and you know we're driving down trees are falling man it's terrible man the radio they're saying get off the roads you shouldn't be out and it's it's gale force winds and it's a huge storm and i'm like i've just got to get to this ferry boat and just praying in the spirit asking the father to protect us on the journey and the storm is something else you know it's crazy the rain the hail the oh man stuff flying all over the place you know I get to the boat. We get on the boat. We're relieved. Hallelujah. We're there. And then we're about 45 minutes after the captain announced we left. I look out the window expecting to look back at land or something. And I look out the window and I'm like, the pier is still there. <laughs> Why is the pier there? We left 45 minutes ago. I thought, I've got to go check this out and see what the problem is. Maybe we're not going to sail. Maybe the storm is too bad. So I, I go out my cabin and I, I ask one of the crew members, I said, 
hey, you know, I thought we left 45 minutes ago, but you know, I still see uh I still see the 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 pier. Why are we still here? He said, "Oh, we did leave 45 minutes ago." He said, "But we are just moving one inch at a time, and once we get out of this area where we're being pressed back, once we get out of here, you know, and get into some open water, we will be able to press through. But we are we are going to have to press through at this time. So you might be in a place where you're just trying to leave the 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 place of difficulty where you've been anchored for a season in the midst of the storm, like the disciples. They're having to row, they're having to fight, but they're not getting." through to the other side they should have crossed that lake by the, by this time but they weren't but when yeshua gets into the boat what happens to the wind it dies down <laughs> you know then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying truly you are the son of elohim when they had crossed over and landed uh and um Gnarasit, Gnarasit, um and when the men of that place recognized Yeshua. They sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought their sick to him, and he began, uh, and they begged him to let uh, the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, just touch the tzitzit, and all who touched him were healed. Hallelujah. So where are you today? What are we going through today? We've got to get to that place where we will call out on his name and you know you might be in a place where you you're feeling you know i'm not in deferred hope i'm not going through these things i'm not in this tough place then are you calling out on behalf of the brokenhearted because this is what we read in um, romans chapter 15 this is what we're talking about you know we're not just talking about ourselves and doing things to satisfy ourselves. Will you endure through tough times to bring the word, to bring encouragement, to bring relief to the brokenhearted? In some places you might be meeting physical needs. In other places you might be bringing spiritual transformation. Those who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak, not to please ourselves. It's not about ourselves. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. Tonight, may we be built up in the presence of Yehovah. This is time. Stop trying to fix the storm and fix your eyes on who he is. This is a revelation for someone tonight. You need this word today. You've got to have this word today. You're in deferred hope. You're in a place of brokenness. How are you going to get through? How are you going to see the victory of Yahovah from where you are today? How are you going to break through? By fixing your eyes on Messiah. You've got to trust in him, even in the place of difficult times. Don't allow your faith to be so shallow that when things don't come through the way you think they're meant to come through, that you're just going to have a hissy fit against God. He loves you. He loves you enough to take you through it. James chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith, (laughs) because you know the testing of your faith, Uh, develops perseverance 
and perseverance must finish its work so that you will be mature and complete, lacking nothing. This is why we're going through it. So don't lose heart. Come on, rise up. Stop looking at the small picture and start looking at the big picture of who he is. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So you can go and stand alongside the brokenhearted. You can stand alongside the sick. You can stand alongside the suicidal. We can stand together and intercede on those who are in tough places of loss, of desperation. We call you home right now in Yeshua's name. If you're listening right now and you're really going through it and you don't know how to cope with life another day, then hear the word of Yehovah. Hear the word of God. This is your day. This is your day to fix your eyes on him and be supernaturally delivered. If you are not saved and you've not repented of your sins, I encourage you, surrender your life to God. You, you know, forgive yourself for all the things you're going through, for all the bad choices and things you've done. If God can forgive you, why can't you forgive yourself? We've got to learn how to come quickly in the presence of Yehovah. You've got to learn how to come quickly into the presence of Yeshua. He's got his hand reaching out just like to Peter. And he takes hold of his hand and he walks him back to the boat. That's how amazing our God is. He will meet your physical need. He will meet your spiritual needs. He will equip us into a place of maturity so that we can imitate Messiah and be a blessing to this generation. Where are those who will rise up? This is time for making disciples. This is time for equipping ourselves to be effective for the kingdom. Do you want that? Do you want to be effective for the kingdom? Because guess what? If you're stuck on the cycle about me, myself, and I in your personal relationship with Jesus, you're going to miss it. You've got to come to the place where we are in surrender of him. We fix our eyes on him, the author and finisher of our faith. <clears throat> we endure no matter what we go through. And what we'll start to see that in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the challenges and the mountains that will not move. Even though the mountains don't move, I'm going to stand. Even though the harvest the harvest is failing, your finances are failing, your whole world is collapsing around you. Let's rejoice. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. Verse 19. Rejoice. Yet I will rejoice in Yahovah. Proverbs chapter 13. Just to reflect on the scriptures that we've shared tonight. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Do you feel sick to the heart? Then you're walking in deferred hope. But I've got news for you. Today is the day for the longing to be fulfilled. What's the first key thing for the longing to be fulfilled? That you see Yeshua. See him in the midst of your storm. And you will have the victory. A longing fulfilled is the tree of life. Who's the tree of life? Yeshua is the tree of life. He's right there. 
along and fulfilled is the reward of the Messiah. So come on, reach out to him today. So what if the mountains won't move? What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? Are you going to curse God? Or are you going to trust God? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for the time in your presence. Oh, hallelujah. I pray you minister to those who are tuned in right now, for those who will be listening on podcast, those who are listening later. Minister to the body. Father, we ask you to minister to the body. I break the spirit of suicide right now in Yeshua's name. You will live and not die and proclaim the promises of Yahovah. I break the spirit of deferred hope right now. Just say, Father, heal my unbelief. Heal my doubts. Get the doubts out of my life, Father, that I may fix my eyes on you. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word. You know, we want to see his kingdom come. We want to see his will done. Let's just have a look at some of the notes of what's coming in. Esther wants to share Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Hallelujah. Yes, we need to ask. Don't be afraid to ask God. How can I ask God? I've cursed. I've done all the things against God. This is a time to turn around. Ask him. You know, you've got to learn to have short accounts with the Father. You know, if you get it wrong, quickly get your eyes on him. Don't drown. Don't lose everything just because you're of your stubbornness and your pride. Humble yourself before him. Reach out and say, Yeshua, I need you. Save me in the midst of this trial in Yeshua's name. I call on your name. Hallelujah. The Father wants to speak to those who have loved ones. It might be your husband, your wife, your your kids who you're praying for. And you're saying, Father, how long until they're saved? How long have I got to intercede? And Father, we stand in the gap together and we speak household salvation. Deliverance and salvation and healing. Father, bring families back together. Restore families today. We break the spirit of division. How long? So how many years are you praying? How tired How worn out are you? You know, a sick heart, what does it feel like? It feels like you've got no strength, no ability. You can't pump that oxygen around your body anymore. Come on, let's rise up. Let's rise up. Russell said, I just got the revelation. Every storm we face is under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's under our feet. Hallelujah. That's right. Come on. Stand in the gap. Hi, Sandy. Welcome. She said, 21 years. I know what you mean. You're standing in the gap. 21 years. Don't give up. You're on the verge of a miracle. And Sandra, uh, Send me your phone number. I wanted to contact you. You've been sending me emails, but you didn't send me your phone number. Send me your phone number. I want to pray with you on the phone over these next couple of days when we get an opportunity. So appreciate it. Just send it by email. 
Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. And I want to call you and pray with you and stand with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. What other messages do we have here? Lola's uh, posted Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. So he said to me, This is the word of Yahovah to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says Yahovah, the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground, then he will bring out the capestone uh, to shouts of God bless it, God bless it, hallelujah. Yes, so what are we saying? We are speaking to the mountain. <laughs> what mountains are before you? We've got to start proclaiming. We've got to start proclaiming the word. What if the mountain won't be moved? What are you going to do? Try and fix the mountain or are you going to fix your eyes on Yeshua? It's time to fix our eyes on him. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you. I'm blessed and encouraged tonight just sharing in the word. I'm just looking back. Keith, Keith's got a message here. What's he saying? Kenny, I had some great news today. I had two friends uh, you were praying for who had cancer in Liverpool. One was called Barry. He was the one uh, who got the all clear today after two years fighting bowel cancer. Praise Yehovah. Hallelujah. The other friend is Andy, is still fighting cancer, and I'm waiting for a good report from Yeshua. Thank you, Father. Father, we want to stand in the gap for Keith's friend, Andy. We just we speak to this cancer. Go in Yeshua's name. We curse cancer right now, and we say you shrivel up and die, and you dissolve out of Andy's body, and we speak supernatural healing, that by his stripes he is healed. We stand with Keith, and we say, thank you, Father. We're going to hear a great report of supernatural deliverance. We say, cancer, you have no hold. You have no victory over Andy's life in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. It's time to proclaim the promises of Yahovah and to stand in the gap and recognize that God is our healer. He is able to take us through. Praise the name of Yeshua. All right. Well, listen, I hope you're blessed and encouraged tonight. I'm going to send you my email address, um, Kenny at com. There you go there. And uh, I just encourage you, you know, if you need counsel, if you need support, call on us. We are here to stand in the gap with you. Um, you know, we want to see the promises of God fulfilled in your life. We want to see you get to that place of victory. This is why we're here in ministry. And listen, if you've sent messages, you haven't heard a reply just bear with us. You know, we are counseling every day. We are spending time ministering to people every single day, you know, and we're we're just trying to balance everything out. But we recognize that this is a time of great need where people need support and encouragement. And we want to be there on the phones with you, standing in the gap with you as well. We want to be a community of living stones, 
We are the temple of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Living stones. I'm just posting a, a link there to give. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry, support the work that we do to get the gospel message out. Support the work we do in making a difference in this generation. We are interceding and praying for in the shelter of his wings and how we deal with uh, protecting those and domestic abuse and violence. This is the time for us to stand up. This is the time for us to get equipped so that the ministry expands and the things that we do and we're reaching out to the brokenhearted. But we are still standing in the gap and interceding in prayer for supernatural finances for this project. We need the resources. So, you know, if you're given, thank you for all those who give, you know. But if you don't have, it's okay. Just pray. Just sow in prayer. And let's call out to the Father to bring in the resources over Bulldozer Faith for the broadcast ministry, the other things that we do. Father, bring in the resources over this ministry that we can uh, bring in the people that we need so that we can spread the load because, boy, we need some help. We need a team to be around us. So, Father, I just call out to you right now. I look to you, Yeshua, and I thank you for all the provision that we need for ministering the gospel here in the land of Israel and to the nations. We worship you, and we come into agreement, and we just say, this is the day. It is time to see the promises of Yehovah fulfilled in and through our lives to make a difference to this generation. Well, I hope you're blessed and encouraged. It's been a real blessing to fellowship with you tonight. If you are watching and this is not live, uh, when you're watching, I encourage you, write to us. We want to hear your testimony. We want to know what the Father is doing within your life so we can be an encouragement to you as well. But I just want to say shalom, shalom. Be blessed in Yeshua's name. Until tomorrow, Yehovah bless. Hallelujah.